Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, did we find fatal flaws in a Red Raider rush defense in a statistically rough day in Manhattan, Kansas? We'll investigate up ahead. We'll also bring you what Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy said he was not sure if he was ready to see from the Red Raiders whenever he turned on the Texas Tech film this week. And we'll get to the big man up front for Tech, Tyree Wilson living up to expectations and then some this season. And we'll get to some NFL draft projections here recently that have had him creeping towards the top. What? I'll tell you what number coming up ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Thanks for joining us again on Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan and friends and neighbors, we were close to a perfect episode today, but thanks to the hamster running on the wheel, turning over, unplugging the heat lamp, the generator goes down. It's just a whole sorted conversation. Little garbled audio at the beginning of the program ruined about 60 seconds of Chris Level brilliance so we will join said brilliance in progress to kick off the episode my deepest apologies as we return to the conversation with chris discussing the challenge and limiting chunk plays for an opposing offense it was a bit worse than this but you'll get what i'm saying you you stop them nine out of ten times kind of thing and it's that tenth one that just breaks your back and that's what you have to eliminate and so uh, because uh, what Dominic Richardson, I mean, I don't think he's he's not shaking, you know, scaring you or have you shaking your boots or anything like that. But again, you just have to be careful with some of those giant chunk plays. And that's that's what's hurt you, man. I thought you handled Bijan and, and Deuce pretty well, but it, it was just those monster runs that just kill you. Yeah, there were a couple of times where I thought you were really being uh, the more physical uh, combatant there last week in Manhattan and, and making number 22 earn it, which he did. But I, I didn't feel like uh, it was just a flush it down the toilet, Lyle Sentensich kind of day, even though the rushing total <laughs> at the end of it resembled that era, right? The number resembled that, 343. It was ugly any way you slice it. Let's take a listen to defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter touching on some things that, that you touch on there as you shift for another really, really dangerous rushing attack, but you also know some differences in the way that the Purple Wildcats and the Cowboys in Stillwater uh, will go about things. Last week with, with uh, what Kansas State does, they're going to make you fit things, and it's the same issue you get with Wildcat. You can be short numbers-wise, uh, and they create an extra blocker by having the quarterback run the ball. Uh, we didn't fit some things well, and then when, once he got to the second level, we did a poor job of, of getting him down and tackling. Uh, this week, the challenge is going to be similar in that there's a mobile quarterback, but the difference is the, the type of attack. They're going to get him you know, a little bit more on the edge with some speed options, some read options, some loaded option. Um, so it's, it's different, but it's still the same thing. You have to account for the quarterback, which you, know, you can be light in the box at times, and they'll take advantage of it. And here's, as you look at these numbers, Casey, Dominic Richardson, their starting running back, his long run, 19 yards. Spencer Sanders, the quarterback that you're listening to, long run of 24 yards that Coach DeRuiter is talking about there. 
he's more of a, a run and extend the play to make a throw kind of guy. Whereas Adrian Martinez, in my opinion, he's maybe more, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm about to hurt you here. But keep in mind, so 19 and 24 yards are their longs on the season as far as rushing plays. 69 yards for each of those two dudes last weekend. So, mm. I mean, huge difference. So if you give up a big long run this week against the starting running back or the starting quarterback, th- that's a first. And that, that yeah. that's when you start to say, okay, we because what 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 people will tell you about what Tim is doing on defense, and it was kind of fascinating listening to Gundy talk about it, is that you know, and I talked to to Tyler Owens this week as well about it, who's playing safety for you. It's like we are doing a bit of everything, okay? And with that, though, because I think there's there's some – Iowa State does this, uh, Baylor does this. We're like, hey, here's what we're, we're doing. We're going to be in the same place. We're going to execute, and you know where we're going to be. We're just going to out-execute you. Texas Tech is doing it where – I mean, Tim is changing – Everything from week to week, he's changing. And it's it seems complicated, but it's simple for these guys. However, with that, there comes some busts at times. It's kind of feast or famine. I think you give up some busted coverages and things like that if they if they hit you with the right thing and you're you're in the wrong defense or whatever. And so, but I just think if you if you give up the one of those long runs this week, I think we start to go, okay, th- this is this is now. You know, this is a problem. You, you you may just start getting used to having to give up one of those a game. I don't know, but I'd sure like to eliminate that because if you eliminate that, I I, I think you you may be able to compete in this game. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, you've got a threat there as far as a, a mobile quarterback or a dual threat kind of quarterback, and uh, it, it makes sense what, what you were touching on there in that probably more orchestrated or designed for Adrian Martinez, but uh, Spencer Sanders, while maybe continuing to look downfield more so. Uh, whenever he is maybe outside of the pocket or trying to escape a, a crumbling pocket, uh, can still hurt you with his legs. So preparing for a quarterback uh, that can do you up uh, ever which way but right pretty much <laughs> is a similar experience to what they had last week. And uh, defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter spoke on that as well. Nuances between Kansas State's attack and, and Oklahoma State's attack. Um, both those quarterbacks, however, you know when they are in a third and pass situation, are guys that you better, uh, not to get into a whole lot of the detail, better have guys with eyes on the quarterback, you know, which makes it difficult to play some of your man-match stuff because uh, you'll have guys running down the field, and if he breaks through the, the, you know, the four-man rush, there, there's a lot of space in there. So those kind of things you, you've got to be aware of, and you've got to have that in, in, your, in your plan, and you've got to drill it with your guys. Uh, obviously, we didn't do it effectively enough last week, um, but it's something we're going to work on every week because it seems like we're getting these mobile guys every week. I, I, I did pass by uh, Coach DeRuiter in the building earlier this week, and he's like, we'll be all right. He's like, it's not my first rodeo. This is an experienced, uh, highly respected <laughs> football coach, and it just so happens you, you're, you, you, there's just no gimmies in this league this year, and you've got a bunch of guys. I'll tell you, too, this is something that was different. You know, last week, Tim watched it from the box. He had been on the field for the first uh, the first four games, yes. And I think that he may continue to sit up in the in the box. And because, and, again, he's working with this staff for the first time. And, and some he's got some assistance for the first time. And this is his – so I think he wanted to kind of acclimate and see their faces and understand if they were getting – 
all the right info down there and, and all that stuff. But I just think it's some, it's just interesting. He's a really good football coach and talking to Tyler Owens too, Casey. I mean, he's, I was like, Hey, how hard was it for you to, to learn this after coming from, you know, Texas and all that stuff. He goes, actually, he goes, my coaches run coach DeRuiter's defense at Texas. He goes, same lingo and everything. He goes, when I got here, I'm like, huh, it's the same stuff we were, we were running, you know, in Austin. So I think that's uh, interesting too, just a note. Yeah, I had a conversation with uh, Reggie Pearson Jr. last week on Black Label Radio, Locked on Texas Tech's Henri Podcasting Cousin. Um, and he mentioned his time at Wisconsin and familiarity and similarity there to, to what now is being asked of him uh, in Coach DeRuiter's system. And I think when you're listening to Coach DeRuiter, which is why I enjoy doing that every week and, and bringing some of these sounds uh, to the listening audience, you're, you're listening to a guy that's seen a ton of football, and there are not going to be many or any places in America where they wouldn't mind having him on a football staff. There's no question about right. it. And I don't know exactly you know, how to process under most offensive coordinators what you view as exotic because a lot of times to me that translates to complicated, but it almost sounds like different things are being described here, even though, as we'll hear later in the show, uh, you'll hear from uh, – Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy just talking about everything, including the kitchen sink <laughs> that you're going to see on the other side of the line of scrimmage uh, from Tech's defense. We'll get into what Coach Gundy said was the thing he was not ready to see or not sure if he was ready to see from the Red Raiders whenever he turned on the film coming up. Something that, that I was ready to see, and we did see, thankfully, again on Saturday from Tech's defense. For whatever questions you may have that you didn't or or however you're feeling about that day where statistically it was ugly and clearly the chunk plays uh, were devastating for the effort on the day at large. Uh, something that we did see once again, Chris, was a defense that continued to be tough-minded, continued to be resilient. And I love this approach that you'll hear here once again from defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter because he kind of goes George Strait on us invoking the name of the fire. Well, it, it's something we preach all the time. Uh about ignoring the, the, the scoreboard, about it doesn't matter where that ball starts. Our job's to put the fire out if it starts on our end of the field and, you know, let's go play ball. And we got an opportunity to seize the momentum back. Think, uh, you think Coach DeRuiter likes that George Strait song? Where to go in a fireman? <laughs> that's my name. I that's think right. that's uh, Wayne Kemp and Mac Vickery original okay i'll take Shout your out. word for it i'll take Wayne your word Kemp, for it. look it up he said earlier this year it caught my attention he said we're firemen we're there to put out the fire because they were talking about being put in bad situations short fields whatever it is he said it doesn't matter we're showing up to put out a fire and it seems like they're excited about those chances to really snatch momentum back uh, maybe to their sideline even if it's on their own end of the field uh, if the offense goes for it on fourth down that's what you have to do. Uh, it's a mindset and, and all that. So I, I certainly appreciate, uh, you know, that, that the concept, because I think it's easy for kids to understand, you know, hey, this is this is the deal, man. You know, nobody wants something to burn down. But, it you know, somebody's got to show up with a, a red fancy truck and a siren and a hose and, 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 and address it. And that's what uh, that's what they're being asked to do. But again, just. You just got to eliminate, eliminate, eliminate some of those long plays, man. You know, I just would have loved to have seen what these games would have would have looked like if you could limit some of that or take those away. Uh, but again, that's not how this thing works, unfortunately. 
You don't want to be the fireman that shows up to put out a fire. And then after you put it out, you start another one over there on the side <laughs> in the brush. No, we don't want to do that. No chunk plays going the other way after you put something out. Uh, otherwise, when it come in a fire. I didn't know if he was actually referencing George Strait uh, or Little Wayne. You hit a fire truck. It's the fireman. Fire for fireman. I mean, I don't know what Coach DeRuiter's into, but he's been all over the country. So maybe he spent time with Wayne. In the know, yeah, I don't know. I can almost guarantee you that it's uh, much closer to George Strait than Lloyd. Okay. But who, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Take a stab I'll, at it in the YouTube comments. See what the yeah. folks think out there. Which one <laughs> Which one he was leaning Weezy. towards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will. And the F does stand for fireman, I believe. Uh, Weezy F, baby. Um, I want to get to coming up one more piece of sound from Coach DeRuiter because he's talking about a guy that has – blown the doors off of, I think, even some of the higher expectations so far this season. Tyree Wilson, a subject of conversation coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech and also a subject of conversation as far as draft projections are concerned. As he lived up to, exceeded your expectations, surely there's nobody that's saying he's been underwhelming so far. Yeah. I'll tell you where I land coming up, and we'll hear from Coach DeRuiter as well on the other side. But first... Our partners at Nissan are working with us to create a brand new thrill ride for you across the Locked On College Network called Thrilling Moments. This is where we highlight the most exciting play from the Red Raiders over the weekend or possibly in the history of Texas Tech football. And this week, Chris, the thrilling moment from Joey McGuire and the good guys. Third quarter, minute 15 left in that quarter, second and eight from Texas Tech's own 27 and then it is a one-armed man trey cleveland because he was carrying another man with the other arm who takes it 58 the other way to really revitalize an effort yet second and long there on your own end of the field and give texas tech a chance in a clutch time moment man that as far as an individual highlight to me was about as thrilling as it got on saturday yeah, and I think Trey's starting to learn how physical he needs to play. Uh, and and I, I like the shot that you take. I wish that we would see a few more of those. And you've got to trust your guys in some of those 50-50 balls. Because you're right, it was P.I. I think Trey played through the contact. He kind of – it almost looks like he's pushing off with one arm, but it's actually because his arm's like locked in and, and attached to the <laughs> defender. And so he just, he just catches it uh, with one arm. But uh, that's back-to-back -back weeks, man, for big plays from big play Trey. That's right. I mean, that that's close to mossing him. He was still on the ground, but he's kind of he's kind of hovering around that category. Uh, the other one, I think he was he was in the air, so that was definitely yeah. in that kind of category. But yeah, twenty five yards after the catch, and of course, as a Tech fan, I see that arm extended. And I'm thinking, here we go, OPI. I don't even care what the situation is against the Red Raiders. Take it back. But yes, by the grace of God, locked in there with a clear a clear defensive pass interference. Didn't matter anyway, as he took the Red Raiders from their own 27 to the K-State 15. And then what happens? Nothing. We miss a field goal, but that's not what this conversation is about. This conversation <laughs> is about a thrilling moment, courtesy of our guy, Trey Cleveland, and our friends at Nissan. The thrill has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineups of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. And also, Flatlands Grain is the name. Saving your bacon, possibly, 
the game. You're up against it, I know, among those farming and ranching families out there all across the high plains, harvest season, getting geared up, and it's upon you like an avalanche. Flatlands Grain standing by for maybe some of those bases you need covered you didn't quite anticipate at the time at least. 30 minutes quickly, conveniently away from the hub city in Hale Center, Texas, America. And there ain't nothing sad about those cows that Chris Level likes to point out are on the screen on YouTube. Eating that corn! Hey! Send me a piece of that corn! Send me a piece of that corn for later! Is what I would tell those cows if they spoke Nacho Libre, Chris. But uh, Red Raiders are what you're going to find at Flatlands Grain. And uh, that makes it all the more reason why you'd want to go see them in person, right? Right there in beautiful Health Center. And, and they make cows happy. I mean, check them out. Hashtag West Texas, man. Go see the <laughs> folks at Flatland Greens. Certainly the folks at Flatlands Grain are those you'd like to have in your corner with years of market experience, crop analysis, keeping your animals fed, taking care of what your family is needing during one of the busiest times of year for farming and ranching families across West Texas. The Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain are saying, Wreck them tech. Give them a call. They'll tell you so themselves at 806-839-2522. Or as Chris mentioned, visit online at flatlandsgrain.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Joining us on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts, do subscribe. We would appreciate that and catch up on anything you missed as you can just stroll through the annals of Locked On Texas Tech. If you're just joining us today, welcome, but think of all the brilliance you have missed so far. I mean, we've been at it since before <laughs> football season got kicked off, so check out all the episodes catch up on anything you might have missed this week or otherwise right there on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Just search for Locked on Texas Tech. Uh, you don't have to search long if someone was saying, point out Tyree Wilson and you had any idea of his profile, Chris, because you're seeing again this week um, first round projection, I think number 11, the most recent that I've seen. And man, he fits the bill. He looks it. He's playing like it. I don't know what else to say about a guy who has been filling up the box score. And I've said over and over, just continuing really to make more professional money week after week after week, because he is living up at minimum to some of the hype. And here is his defensive coordinator, Tim DeRuiter, evaluating Tyree's efforts so far this year. It's not surprising to me. We think he's one of the best defensive players in our conference. Um, we knew that, but... With him being down a little bit in the summertime, you know, getting over the injury, uh, not really playing live reps for the first couple of weeks of camp, he was a little behind as far as just his game conditioning. And I think as he's getting into games, he's getting better and better. Uh, we know he can, you know, really set edges and, and do a great job in rushing speed to power. And I think he's getting more comfortable in the things we're asking him to do. And uh, we need that from him because he, he, he can be a real presence that if they you know have one guy blocking him, he can affect a game, I believe. I, I think people may, may have forgotten about that too, is that he missed a lot of August because of kind of just a minor uh, minor issue, but it was enough to kind of keep him out and they were just kind of trying to manage him. 
and I, I remember thinking to myself in mid to late August, I'm like, oh no, here we go. Like this, this kid's not even going to get a chance to be, be what he can. And that's just going to be the way this season goes. It was just me like, oh, okay, here we go. It's just like, you know, when, when bad things happen, but <laughs> I, I, you forget all about that because he's played incredibly well uh, since the start of the season. And here's the most important thing for him. It's been extremely consistent. I mean, yes. that's what we wanted. It's been at a high level all the time. And I think he's uh, he's somebody I mean, averaging, what, a sack a game? I mean, the fact that he leads the defense in tackles and he's a defensive end slash lineman that is getting double teamed a lot is stunning in some ways. He's he's the best player on your team. He is one of the best defensive players in the, in the conference. And I think you're starting to see – the folks that put these mock drafts together and granted those are scouts. Those aren't decision makers for these franchises. You always have to remember that, but the words out, man, he's not a secret anymore. And if anything, his stock has kind of gone up as the season has gone along, not, not down by any means. Yeah. I was surprised that they stopped at conference and, and didn't say he's one of the best in the country because he's kind of uh, resembled something like that. Uh, I think he well beyond the big 12, but you already touched on, on some of the numbers there that will really get your attention, Chris. And I got to say, he's exceeded, you know, even some relatively high expectations, I guess I would say I had uh, coming into this year for him. But I I personally was a little skeptical, um, you know, is on to another program, uh, is not where he began his college career for whatever reason. Get some attention, I guess, especially when you're such a, a physically imposing guy and the guy that has the kind of potential he does. Um, but then you go through last year and you noticed him every once in a while, at least as far as I went, it was an every once in a while type of thing. Finished on a really high note as far as the bowl game went. And yes. I was even, that made it even more so interesting to me to see how he followed that up with nothing but off season on the other side of that, because I think that was his most impactful game of the year. But, you know, I was looking at some numbers this year compared to last year. He's got five sacks in five games this year. It took him nine games to get to five sacks a season ago. And, yeah, the tackle total is what has just really blown me away because that, that's almost exclusively an effort thing, I think, for a defensive end to really be able to, to rack up those kinds of numbers at large among his teammates. But 33 tackles so far in five games. It took 11 games last year for him to hit 33 tackles. So, I don't. I know there's been a change in, in coaching staff as well. I don't know if that might lead to some different numbers adding up for different guys, but I just want to applaud his effort because you don't have to be a genius or, or some experienced coach to see uh, what what is helping lead to this type of success, and that is great effort. You do hear it from the coaches as well, Chris. But when you've got so many, you know, God given things to work with as far as the measure, measurables or talent, a lot of times that effort may be more so in question than it should be. Uh, for guys like that, but it doesn't seem that way with Tari Wilson, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, uh, I I talked to him on uh, Joey's show about a week or so ago, and I was mentioning to him like what you just said about those back-to-back sacks versus Mississippi State, and he just smiled at me real big, and he goes, I did that same thing versus Kansas State too. <laughs> like, like very matter of fact, I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to forget that. Oh, you uh, didn't know? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, yeah, that's right. Yes, yes sir, Mr. That. Mr. Yeah. Wilson. Uh, but he, he, I think he really enjoys playing for CJ Ayu, who played for six or seven years in the NFL and played at Oklahoma way back in the early 2000s. And I think Coach Ayu kind of was talking about is like, oh, yeah, he goes, he's not even really begun to – 
realize how good he can be. And I think it's they've simplified for him in some ways. But I don't think that this is a scheme that's like all set up for him to just for him to shine. I think it's this is a lot of effort on his part. And he is dealing with double teams and things like that uh, on a game in and game out basis. And that's that's tricky. But I think that what teams are starting to realize, he's a handful trying to block one on one. In fact, Mm -hmm. there's just not much in the league that's going to be able to do that and do it consistently. And so I, it's just been fun to kind of watch him figure it out as the game goes along. But, I mean, the fact that he had 11 tackles versus NC State, and that was one of the strengths of their team was their offensive line. I mean, four or five starters back, and the one guy that didn't come back replaced the sixth pick in the draft last year, and everybody felt like that left tackle is a future NFL guy at some point too. Like, you know, all 6'6", 330 pounds of him. And Tyree just – I mean, you know, he, he just continues to play hard, play well. It's been fun. But the flip side is, boy, you need it. I mean, oh, yeah. if we're asking for for more here, so let's be greedy. Let's just get greedy. What do you say? I, I want to see him get some of these strip sacks. I want to see him g- get the ball knocked out. I want to see some of these kinds of plays that can really turn a game. Sacks are great, and I, I certainly understand that. And I and I'm all about it, but I I want to I want to take it to the next level now. Can he affect the game to where he gets there and punches it out or knocks it loose, and then you can scoop it, score it, whatever? Because that's really what your team needs right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you've been really really good. Uh, can you be great? Can you be something that's on a first team All Conference list and remembered as somebody that maybe is beyond that All American ish? Because I think that's what I'm hearing you describe right there, guys that are. You know, really changing the game from that position. Um, guys that are few and far between. So no small task <laughs> to do things like that. <laughs> right. He's off to a great start, but if he wants to continue to progress and and maybe wrecking those pockets and, and getting some game-changing plays as far as takeaways and turnovers, I'm sure that'd be welcomed by uh, Coach DeRuiter, no question about it. Tyree is a part of what we'll get to coming up ahead before we're done here today on Locked on Texas Tech. Taking a listen to some sound from Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy. And I want to bring you what Coach Gundy said he wasn't sure he was ready to see whenever he turned on the Texas Tech film. I think he's losing sleep at night over it. And uh, pretty amazing to hear him describe that. And also touching on his former experience with his own analytics book. Uh, We'll let you know what he thinks about that book on the sideline tugging at your shirt and wanting to talk percentages up ahead. But first, it's our friends at Bet Online getting you ready for all the action this weekend. And, of course, we'll have between-the-lines action to discuss later this week as we'll be picking games in the Big 12 and beyond as Locked On Texas Tech goes against the spread. But, Chris, I wondered, have you been paying any attention to any hot seat or new head coaching odds? I guess I should say because the seat – has burned to a crisp now in Madison, Wisconsin. And that's uh, one of the more interesting vacancies uh, that we've seen across the country. And I, I could have sworn I saw not only uh, Lance Leipold, which is no surprise, maybe as a number two or number three favorite, but Dave Aranda uh, also high on the list potentially uh, for a guy looking towards the Big Ten. I wonder. Believe, hasn't Coach Aranda spent some time there? I believe so. And I believe, uh, I believe Lance Leipold has spent some time in that state. So that's you correct. know, yeah, Milking and a that's cow, making cheese or something. <laughs> and and guess what? Wisconsin's in the Big Ten, are they not? 
They and are. the big the Big Ten is flush. I mean, they are loaded. So if it comes down to money, man, old, old Lance might uh, he might take a phone call. I hope I hope he does. I'm curious to see uh, whenever Dave Aranda does leave for whatever pasture, are they going to make it like four out of four in a row that just continue to come in and, and stack up wins because the success with which Baylor has replaced winning coaches, I'm not saying heroic coaches, but winning coaches. Uh, has been pretty incredible and, and certainly enviable. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting surge to watch uh, continue to play out and watch it continue to play out with all the latest trends with our friends at Bet Online Live Betting HQ. When it's all going down on game day, Bet Online makes it easy for you to follow your events, keep up with the slip, but also keep up with your favorite team. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about what the trends are shaving up to look like this weekend with Bet Online, where the game starts. And also, don't forget this week about our friend Armin Williams with Schooly Mitchell, North America's number one cost reduction company. I know you're asking yourself this every day as a business owner because that's just kind of what business owners do when you're thinking about the bottom line. But are you paying too much for business services, fuel, telecom, utilities, e signature services? Do you even need that? Did you know you had it? Did you know you needed it or it could help you uh, if you didn't have it? Well, this is where Armin Williams comes in. Red Raider through and through. So he takes it even more personally whenever he's trying to help a Red Raider owned business become more efficient. Savewitharmon.com is the website, Chris, and it is free to get the ball rolling. That always gets a man's attention or a woman's attention. No upfront costs, right? No upfront costs. And, you know, and I remember talking to Armin about this way back uh, when, when he started uh, advertising with us and he started taking me through all these different categories. And I see the little trash can symbol on the on the screen there. And, right. and he's like, you know, what about, man, if, if you're paying too much for dumpsters and all that? I See, stuff like that I never even thought about. I'm looking at a trash can. He's talking dumpsters. But it's one of those categories. It's waste. <laughs> That's right. It's waste. Yeah. <laughs> You've got there on the screen waste to this, electronic logging devices. Yes. I thought that was actually and... as far as a timber business went. I thought we were talking Pacific Northwest electronic logging devices. Like, here we go. Did you log that log? <laughs> but it could be anything yeah. under the sun, right? Armin Williams right. is ready uh, to take a closer look at it. But yeah, and not just like waste services. He literally may come in and say, I can get you a better waste basket. I can, I can save you some money on a better waste basket. Literally, you never know because it's stuff you might not even be considering. Business owners are thinking about customer service, improving the end product, and you should be. But some of those things that fall down between the cracks in between, costing you money right now, but it doesn't have to be that way with Armin Williams and Schooley Mitchell. You see it right there on the screen. Essential business services reduced by 28% on average. That's just on average. So think about what you could do with that much extra wiggle room as you get ready for 2023. Get the ball rolling right now. No upfront costs. It just starts with a free analysis. And Armin Williams and Schooley Mitchell only share in any savings you might find for your business. So do it today with the Red Raider. Let them do it for you. Your Red Raider owned family business with Armin Williams and Schooley Mitchell at savewitharmon.com. And my favorite memory of a dumpster was when Cactus Jack and Terry Funk were shoved off the stage by the road dog 
Uh, and and you actually you, you mentioned the road dog right there. Oh, you didn't know that was you. That was you <laughs> while ago, and and that was a shiny blue dumpster. And they put those two great gentlemen in that dumpster and shoved it right off. The those stage. two great gentlemen. That's right. The end. <laughs> One of those gentlemen, I think, once had to have half his face sewn back onto his head. Classic man of leisure. And yes, yes I'm sure that Armin could have That's saved West Vince Texas a finest few bucks. Terry Funk. Yes. Yeah, like a tomato sauce or whatever they're using. No, I'm kidding. The funk, the funks don't use tomato sauce. That's real blood, baby. But if he would have asked Armin, he'd have said, Terry, you might you might shave a millimeter off of that cut, save a pint of blood. You can go dancing after the show. You're upright a little bit longer into the night instead of having to hit the sack early. Just something maybe he would have offered up once upon a time if they would have called Armin Williams at Schooley Mitchell or visited him online. And we're just reading the script, all right? We're just following the script they gave us here, folks. This is not off the cuff. Savewitharmon.com. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech. Your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Casey Cowan with the only Chris Level. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already or anywhere you get podcasts. Getting closer and closer to another big one for the Red Raiders. It'll be the five, I'm sorry, the fifth of five consecutive top 25 opponents and now two straight on the road as they look to bounce back against Mike Gundy's Oklahoma State Cowboys. Mike Gundy's like an elder statesman now in the Big 12 Conference, so he's one of those guys that I don't mind just listening to uh, kind of wax poetically about football philosophy and the like. And he was back at it, doing it again this week. We will get to his own experience with an analytics book following him around on that Oklahoma State sideline coming up in just a moment. But first, got my attention whenever he began to, to discuss, Chris, what he wasn't sure he was ready to actually see play out from the Red Raiders Whenever he turned on the film this week, here is the mulleted one, Mike Gundy. You're doing a good job rushing the passer. Um, I watched two games on him this morning, and um, I don't know if I was ready to see that. Um, um, but they pressured um, Kansas State and Texas both. Uh, now, now uh, they, they made some plays on him. The, the Kansas State quarterback runs around and makes a bunch of plays and can avoid it. Uh, but they they do a good job with pressure, so you know we'll see a different defense this week like we did on offense. This is a um, um, blitzing. They're going to come after us. They're going to blitz. They're going to stunt. They're going to twist. They're going to drop. They're going to they're going to rush three. They're going to rush four. They're going to bring safeties. They're going to roll coverage. They're they're going to do a lot of different things to try to pressure us, and we have to get ready for lots of pressure and lots of blitzing. Versus last week, that's not what we saw at all. So you get two completely different concepts on both sides of the ball against these guys. And they, they have done a good job, in my opinion, of rushing the quarterback. He's not wrong. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, I, I think, again, it's back to the first part of the show, man. If you just eliminate the big plays, you really like what you've gotten, but you just gotta, you gotta clean some of that up. And we, we've, We've mentioned that you know Oklahoma State's running back and quarterback they don't have any any runs longer than 25 yards, but I think that that's healthy praise. And again, I I agree with him. I think that in the second half versus Texas, you won that battle and maybe won that game because of what your group up front did against that Texas offensive line. And I think 
in the second and the third quarter versus Kansas State, I mean, it was your game. But again, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's like, you know, they, you had the first couple of drives and then you had what went on in the fourth quarter and, and all that. But I, I do like the improvement and I like the group. Uh, I just would love to take a few plays away. You're battling at the line of scrimmage. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And I, I think it goes even a little beyond that where you're having some success here or there. But uh, I like to hear it from Mike Gundy that it is getting his attention. I just think you really, and we heard it from uh, Tim DeRuiter and Joey McGuire this week, you've really got to be disciplined um, in that pursuit of an opposing quarterback or, or whatever havoc you're trying to wreak there uh, at the offensive line. Because as I know I heard Coach DeRuiter describe if you've got those uh, four down linemen and and he's able the quarterback that is is able to uh, take advantage of them getting out of position or whatever it might be there's a lot of space on the other side right. uh, of that first level for them to maneuver and of course uh, adrian martinez made a lot of hay doing exactly that we'll pivot a bit with coach gundy because obviously there has been a popular topic of conversation here in west texas so far this season uh, just since the joey mcguire era kicked off it's been an analytical conversation so we get back <laughs> to getting analytical, analytical. I've even liked the fact that they've now thrown in this week references uh, to an all-knowing, all-seeing, omnipotent book of some kind. Uh, I didn't really notice them talking so much about the book uh, the last few weeks, but we've been talking about a book. And Mike Gundy, I'll be damned, talking about his own book, Dear Diary. I tried that one year, and we had, a, we had the book. We paid for the service and got all the information, and had a guy on our staff that followed me around on game day, and he would tug on my shirt on a third down and say, you know, if they stop us here, <laughs> the book says to go for it. And this went on for a whole year. <laughs> and at the end of the year, probably 75% of the time or more, I didn't want to do what the book said. My brain said, I, I, I don't want to do that. Uh, I get it, but momentum, weather, uh, maturity – their D-line, my O-line, quarterback experience. For some reason, a large majority of the time, they were wanting me to do something. I wasn't wanting to do it. So I stopped doing it. I haven't used that since then. I've just gone on my gut feeling based on those situations. Sometimes I've been right. Sometimes I've been wrong. You know what? And I, I respect it. I, 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 I got to tell you. If I, if I was him, I, that's how I would operate. I'm like, they're paying me. Hundred percent to do this job, and I, I, I'm going. You know, I'm going with my gut. I'm going with like the feel of things. I'm going with how my. I totally get it. I mean, and maybe because we're 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 older, or maybe you know, I'm older than you are by a little bit, Casey. But I, I don't know, man. It's very much old school versus new school. I mean, Dave Aranda last week, he went for it on fourth and one in his own fifteen. His own fifteen. <laughs> I mean, again, that's when you just you, you want to run out there like like Monday Night Football earlier this week with the guy with the smoke all over it and get tackled by an NFL player and just try to stop the game. <laughs> was he just an say, anti-analytics <laughs> protester? I think it was. A, I think I think it was a gender reveal. Uh, but uh, what? Uh, but but yeah. But but I I uh, I, I continue Are you here. Serious? <laughs> I believe so because it was oh pink. I think that was the word that I got. It was a it was a gender reveal. Okay. Anyways, I'm sorry to throw you off topic there, but, but I, I just want to. I just want to run out there and just like go. No, yeah. you can't really want to do this. Like I know I don't care what your your, your golden book says, but um, but yeah, Gundy's <laughs> he's he's far different. Uh, it, it's I'm going to kick a field goal on fourth and one. If it puts me up a certain amount, I'm just going to take points. I'm, I mean, he's a bird in the hand guy, 
And I probably would tend to be more in line like that. But Chris, I would also say that even though I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go the book route either. I would probably still disagree with his decision on that fourth and one. That doesn't mean that the anti-analytical approach is conservative. I think that gets lost in the wash sometimes. Like, oh, if you're against it, analytics, then you're conservative. It, it works both ways. It yeah. works both ways. Yes, that's true. That's yeah, true. I, I totally I, get what you're saying. But I we can't the, be surprised either that he I, that he feels this way, right? I just love that he's like, yeah, the guy who's walking around tugging on my shirt and following me around. <laughs> and he, he's like, the book says to do this, and he's like, and I just found that I didn't want to do what the book said. So I, I, I you're right. You said it best earlier when you're like, I could listen to the guy talk for hours. I mean, yeah, it's because yeah. he's, he, man, he's really underrated in a way. I mean, he's been really good, man. Uh, they're, they win, they win big. They just, they're, he's three and 14 against Oklahoma, but I could listen to the guy talk football all the time. And <laughs> he, he even said, I thought this was interesting. He even said, he goes, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage because I've been here for so long that I haven't been able to see how other programs do it. I haven't been able to learn and kind of pick up on different ideas because he's been at Oklahoma state mm-hmm. with, I think is in his 18th season. And I never thought about it like that, it's but very he's very self-aware, but, he, but he's like, I'm, I can't yeah. have it both ways, you know, uh, well, this is how we do it. That. And yeah, and all that stuff. So anyway. we, we wouldn't be surprised surely that a guy that was wearing a one American news t-shirt doesn't want an <laughs> analytics book tugging on his shirt. This is my, this is my uh, Crystal Gale T-shirt. Don't be tugging <laughs> on this. As a matter of fact, by the way, does Chubby Hubbard is he still angling for him to be executed over that whole thing? I thought we were supposed to shoot him by now for wearing that T-shirt. I couldn't remember. Uh, we'll get down to some other Oklahoma State thrilling moments, maybe on another uh, episode here this week. I just look. Well, I, I will say this: going back to the gut thing, like, hey, that's the way I would be. That's what we want you to be. Well, maybe Joey McGuire or other coaches' guts say, "Hey, go consult a book." So again, I'm not trying to say that like. McGuire's being led around by his nose by some book or whatever. But obviously, this is the choice that he has made. I do think, Chris, right or wrong, I don't know how I feel about it yet, really. I'm interested in it is all I am for the most part right now. Um, but I do feel like you have to know. Joey McGuire has to know. Uh, Zach Kitley has to know. I feel like this impacts the offensive coordinator more than the D.C. for some reason. I don't know. But um, Kirby Hocutt has to know going into this. You're opening yourself up to kind of an easy target for fan criticism, low-hanging fruit, if you will, when you reference over and over this book or this thing that's on paper and doesn't feel all the things that I think Gundy very accurately describes there. So go with it or don't go with it, but I think they've got to know, like, man, God, I'm going to get killed over this if I keep referencing this book, and we're not having success. If you're having success then you could probably autograph the book and sell copies of it every weekend at the mall for crying out loud and sell out. But it's just a really interesting aspect that I actually didn't anticipate Chris as part of this first season with Joey McGuire. I totally thought, yeah, agree. He'll, he'll come in and be aggressive, but it's not just being aggressive. There's supposed to be some like brainstorming behind it. And that whole conversation has fascinated me so far. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's been, especially in big 12 country because Baylor and tech are kind of operating one way Gundy's opposite. And it's been, but it's playing out in some of these games, you know I mean? And so I think it's become quite the topic on just the conversations and old school, new school and all those kinds of things. But it's been, I I did not expect this to be a thing and it very much is, and we're not near done with it. 
you know, and no. <laughs> it, and we're gonna like go, okay, well, I, I get this is what they're doing and why they're doing it, but it's just gonna be, it's gonna affect many of these games. But again, I just go back to Joey feeling like Baylor won a Big Twelve championship doing it, and so it's proven, you know. Um, so, but it's 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 fascinating because yeah, some of the and, and again, just like Mike is saying that Joey's saying the same thing too. I can overrule this book anytime. In fact, sometimes I will. True. So I'll just True. Say, he did mention that specifically. Yeah, I mean, he, and I asked him that in one of his shows. I'm like, so let me get this straight. You have you 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 will it sometimes you know deviate from that and like just go yeah kick it you know or punt right. it or let's go for it anyways or whatever. And he was like, absolutely. So he's got final say on all of that. Yeah, really interesting. And the only time that it wouldn't be so interesting, I guess, is in blowouts. I think it'll continue to be a topic of conversation because it's so. Uh, impactful in these one possession or 10 point type of ball games. And I think you're going to be in several more of those. At least I hope you do. Otherwise I hope you're the one doing the, the blowing out of the opponent. Uh, and it's not you getting run out of the stadium, but Chris, that's why I think in large part fans can latch onto it so much because th these games are, are so tight. At least they have been for the most part so far. And so you think about one thing here or there that could go the other way and uh, you leave it up for debate throughout the week. So, yeah, we're probably right back into some other situation that's hard to kind of forecast right now what it'll look like, but maybe somewhat in this realm uh, this weekend in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And as you hear there, you get a little bit of a collision of styles as far as those things go. So uh, curious to see maybe who will prevail. Looking forward to it. And we've got a few more things still here left this week to discuss with you. We'll be kicking out Big 12 power rankings coming up on the other side. And, of course, everything to get you ready for the Red Raiders and the Cowboys and take it a step further to get ready for the Big 12 slate at large by checking out Locked On Big 12 with Josh Neighbors right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's always a ball, Chris. I enjoyed it once again, and we'll catch you on the other side. Bang, bang. Keep hope alive, people. <laughs> Are you going to incorporate that into a call possibly, or I have, have no, I missed that I already? I have no idea. I have that no could idea. be a level signature on the sideline. I'd yeah, like that, that's right. Matter of that's, fact. That's, <laughs> I'm laughing. Let's see if we can get that sold. Let's see if we can get that sold, and we'll work that in. We'll work yeah. that in, and I'll do it for a, an insider's rate of a commission just for you, my man. All right, subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts if you haven't already. For the only Chris level, I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us again on Locked on Texas Tech.